Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Good morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this. It's morning for me. I'm going to set the scene. I am underneath an umbrella, Big Bunnings umbrella. I'm sat on top of Ross Common, which is a beautiful little secret country spot. Just this patch of nature and these real rocky, it's about maybe 800 metres by 200 metres random sort of rocky mound in the middle of suburbia so in the middle of florida and i can see the city to my left although it's completely covered in misty rain and i can see the ocean on my right you might be able to hear the faint kind of um, morning traffic it's about eight o'clock and you might be able to hear the rain on my umbrella because <laughs> it is raining but i was going to record this yesterday and I did an impromptu gym session and time got run away from me I watched the test ashes cricket instead so here I am and it's really lovely to be out in nature and getting some fresh air whilst I record this and this topic is all around success and what does success mean how do we harness more of it the negative trappings of trying to chase success and how that can be really detrimental, especially in this new era of comparison and social media. And we are able to see other people's successes far more than we used to. And that can be really detrimental. Something I certainly struggle with is feeling like a failure compared to other people. So we'll get into that. And just why we crave success and what it does for us in terms of boosting our sense of self-worth and self-esteem and should we even be trying to strive for success in the conventional ways that is taught to us by society. So lots to unpack and uh, a topic that I'm a bit surprised it's taken me over a year to come to because it is something that I really struggle with and I still struggle with. So even earlier in the week, I had a bit of a bit of a cry, a bit of a overanalyzing, a bit of an overthink. I was comparing myself to people on Instagram who I perceived to be more successful, and I was getting frustrated. And it's a real issue that I still haven't completely resolved. And I, I think I'm much much better, but worth talking about nonetheless because I'm sure there's some of you out there that can relate to some of the concerns that I am experiencing still to this day. So often when I pick a subject or a topic I like to google the definition and very short succinct definition success the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. So that's pretty pretty simple and it, it does describe exactly I think how I would describe success the accomplishment of an aim or purpose where we need to be mindful and as always it's about self-awareness is making sure that we have the right aim or purpose for us because it will not be a success unless it means something important to you so if you if you achieve an aim or purpose that doesn't align with you being your authentic self or isn't an aim or purpose that you truly want to be putting your energy and time and effort towards then you're probably not going to 
feel a sense of success when you achieve it. So I'm mostly thinking about teenagers who perhaps are advised to do a career path or take on a job or go for a go for a job that they don't really want to do um, or maybe commit to a sport and compete at a sport that they don't really have a passion for and then they do really well in that sport or they get the job but it doesn't feel like success because it's not their aim or their purpose they're doing it for someone else so I will just start by saying having the ability to even think about success is probably one of a many divides between very poor, very underprivileged, um, very deprived society and those that have financial means and privilege in order to be able to even think about this question. So in discussing success, I appreciate that that already puts me in a place of privilege. So many millions, if not billions of people on the planet, success is simply getting water. Success is making sure that nobody from a neighbouring tribe takes their women. Success is making sure that their children are fed at the end of the day. Success is making sure that they're not killed by a bomb in a war zone. So we do have to take this concept with a pinch of salt and also put it in perspective in the whole grand scheme of life to be able to discuss privilege I'm sorry excuse me to be able to discuss success is a huge privilege Um, and that kind of brings me to my first topic or my first dilemma my first consideration is that having choice and having the ability to succeed having the financial means having the support around you having the social constructs having the start in life going to a private school or living in a wealthy area in a way I think puts more pressure on having to be successful and is far more detrimental and I'm not going to name names but I will give an example in that over the weekend I ran an art course and the course was free or I think very little, it was like a 10 or something. So it was designed for, it was just for women, this one. And it was designed for women that weren't necessarily from Western suburbs, highbrow society. And um, someone in my close social circle came to that course and said that they felt completely free and they got so much benefit from it because they could be themselves. And I, I suggested maybe it was because there was no expectation to succeed. There was no pressure to be the best. There wasn't this sort of drive to have to outperform the peers or rise to the norms of the social expectation of the very privileged, successful, highbrow kind of social constructs that this person is from and this is the same person that jokingly said I um I don't have friends that aren't millionaires which was a joke but also was true (laughs) at that point in time this is a few years ago in the room that we were in everybody in the room had a shit ton of money so it was really interesting but that by for me that was a huge success for everyone that took part in that workshop because the very point of the workshop was not to achieve something was not to be the best painter there was not there was no outcome other than just to immerse yourself in the creative process hang out with other like-minded women and 
get away from chasing success in a way. It was all about switching off and, and not having any expectations. So, oh my gosh, how do we define success? I think, first of all, it is important to know what success looks like for you. So every person will have a different idea of what success means. And certainly, personally, throughout my life, what I have thought has been success or signified success for me has changed. So I used to think success was being the best because that was how I was brought up. I was told at school that to be the top grade or to be the fastest or to to win at a sport or to win at a competition, that signified success. And I have had to untrain myself from that thinking for years, two decades. I'm still trying. I'm very hard on myself and I do feel like a failure if I don't come top, which is so toxic and so dangerous. And on a personal level, it almost killed me. My pursuit of this feeling of wanting to be the best and craving the gratification, the validation, the sense of self-worth through external successes meant that I nearly killed myself through starvation over exercise. I was I didn't know at the time, but now I can see I was clearly trying to stand out. I was clearly trying to be the best at weight loss. I was trying to be the best at uh, exercising. And it's really sad to admit to this, but there's still an element of myself that I do believe my greatest success, this is really toxic, but my greatest level of achievement, which we'll come to actually, is the moment that I got to my lowest weight because of the determination, commitment, drive, effort, energy, struggle, consistent work put in to maintaining a low weight and that grueling, punishing schedule I I put myself under. So even though that's really messed up, to me, success is the equation of hard work, dedication, commitment, drive equals achievement equals success. So with that equation, which I now know is flawed, the day that I was at my lowest weight and that I was emaciated and in a really unhealthy physical state still signified some level of success purely by the amount of drive and and commitment I put towards that cause, if you like, (laughs) even though the, the word cause is not a good good word and a life-changing absolute life-changing statement my mum made was imagine if you put all of the effort energy drive commitment determination that you put currently into starving yourself and keeping yourself slim and beating yourself up self-harming and exercising you have all of that inside you imagine if you put that to something positive so the success is not the outcome The success of being emaciated, anorexic, was not, the outcome was not the success. It was the energy and the commitment, the behavior, the action towards the outcome that I perceived as successful. And my mum just helped me to reframe it and realize that 
I can be successful if I just put all of that towards a different outcome, a more positive outcome. So to go back to success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. You have to be really careful on what your aim or purpose is. So I was successful in my purpose of being emaciated and killing myself through starvation. However, obviously, that's immensely dangerous and toxic. Imagine if I had, which is where I'm now at, said... Um, my aim and purpose was to be the healthiest version of myself. So success would be the accomplishment of being the healthiest version of myself, which is where I'm at now. So it's really important to know what you want. So to you can write this down, the accomplishment of, and then put in what you want. But make sure, a bit like the phrase, be careful what you wish for, make sure that you are prepared for the outcome of your success. For instance, you cannot have it all. So if your success or your level of success or what your aim or purpose is, is to make the most money possible that you can, then you can be sure that you're probably not also going to have enough time for your family. Or maybe you won't even be able to have children or you won't even have time for a relationship. If success for you is representing your country in a sport, well, then you're probably not going to have an incredible social life. And I think this is a huge problem and something I definitely struggle with is that I want to be successful in all areas of life, but we only have as a human being a finite amount of energy. So it's a little bit like if you had a liter of water and five little pots, you can distribute the water across those pots and you can fill up, or, or let's say a glass, obviously glass half full, we all get that concept. You can put that litre of water across the different 200 ml glasses and you can fill up five different ones or you can put it all in one or you can put a couple of um, glasses full of water and some without. But the amount of energy we have and the amount of us we have to give to life will never increase. So it is ludicrous to assume that you can be an Olympic athlete and the world's best dad and grow the best garden and have a TV show and have the best-selling author list and, 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 and. And I think we often, and I've been guilty of this, are completely unrealistic in we want to be the best in all areas, but something's got to give. Um... You can't. You simply have a finite amount of energy and resources to give to your life and you have to choose. And I think it's okay to, to kind of put a focus on one area for a while and then say, yep, okay, I've given that my time and focus and now I'll do this. And I'm sure people do this even subconsciously. Maybe in their 20s, it's all about self-development and self-growth. Certainly it was for me. So I, I very consciously decided that I'm going to invest in myself so I got all the self-help books I got I went on all these life design courses I became became a life coach I heavily became interested in psychology I invested in doing um, therapy sessions and had counseling sessions 20s was all about myself building up myself getting to know myself improving on myself my 30s very consciously, I decided on my 30th birthday, I want to make my decade of my 30s all about work. I want to push my career. I want to make sure I'm doing a job I love. I want to make sure that I am focusing most of my energy on my work. I've, I've got the foundation of self-awareness and connection to self, and that will never leave me. 
I'll still be interested in self-development. I'm, I'm always listening to podcasts or reading little books. Like I love, I love getting to know myself more and more, but my absolute focus, my purpose and aim and my, my direction where I'm heading and putting my, my water into that jar of uh, work. That's what my success is. I, I suspect, I haven't decided yet, but um, family will be in my 40s. Um, I have some family um, through my partner, some children in my life. Currently, I don't want them to distract me from what I want to achieve. Therefore, what I feel like will be success in my life, which is my work, which maybe is a tricky because the timing isn't quite right. They're already here, but um, I know, I have, probably should relay that to my partner, but I know that for me, that's where success lies at the moment. So do you know, that's my question to you, do you know in what area your success um, lies? I should mention that my 20s was all about sport as well. So not only was I trying to improve upon myself, but I was trying to achieve, represent at state level. I set myself some sporting goals. I, I realised that I can't do as much training. I can't commit to sport if I want to really honour achieving as much as I can and being as successful as I can in, in my work space. So I've decided very deliberately that I will enjoy sport, but I'm not going to put my the pressure and my focus and my energy on my sport and I think that really frees you up to then let you off the hook because I think we're very good at beating ourselves up if we fall short in one area because we're um we're trying to do too much and we've got too many balls in the air you you cannot be (laughs) the best at everything you can't imagine that Rafael Nadal is also going to be a Michelin starred chef and is also going to be have a a clothing line and is also going to be the world's best dad it's just it's just impossible you cannot imagine that Beyonce is also going to be an Olympic swimmer and is also like if you if you take one person who's at the top of their game Ed Sheeran is not going to have a hairdressing salon and have all these hair products and have a shoe line and have it's just impossible so I think that really helped me and it helps me to know that if I'm not at the top of my game and I'm comparing myself to someone else, well, they possibly don't also have the rich variety of life that I have, which means success to me. So that goes nicely segue into make sure that you are living a life of success that you perceive as successful. It has to be your version of success, not your parents. And this is something that I work with students quite a lot is to empower them to first of all know what success looks like for them but then also give them the tools and the communication strategies to essentially have that really challenging conversation with their parents um, or even their school or even their society. Personally I was expected to go to Oxford or Cambridge not would you like to go to university and where would you like to go or Um, perhaps you want to consider a vocational TAFE course, it was, do you strive for Oxford or do you strive for Cambridge? Which is ludicrous because I'm dyslexic. I have no interest in um, studying the sort of topics at Oxford and Cambridge, nor do I have the ability. And I felt this immense pressure to have to conform to that expectation when, of course, I went to art school and played rugby. And that was me being my successful, most authentic self. Um, 
I also have a, an ex-partner who is from a different culture. And in the culture, I'm not going to say what it is because it doesn't matter, but there's different cultural norms. Their sort of expectation is that you might become an accountant, a doctor or a lawyer. And this person was doing a degree that they hated. It made them absolutely miserable. And it was only after some deep reflection and some very challenging decision making that they decided to do a topic at university that they actually loved and actually wanted to do. And it instantly transformed this person's mental health and sense of achievement and success. So there was two successes. One, standing up to the parents and the culture and deciding what they wanted to do. And then also doing that and becoming closer to their authentic self. So you might think, well, I've got no idea what to choose. I don't know. It's easier to follow the kind of script or just go with the flow. And if all my peers are becoming accountants, well, then I'll just become an accountant. But one thing that you can do is go back to when you were a kid, when play was much more prevalent and um, we were just being more our more authentic selves. And if you spent 99% of your day out in the garden tweaking with the garden bed and um, playing with the flowers or planting seeds or growing things maybe you're better suited to a job outside if you love playing sport and you had loads of friends in the sports world and every weekend was to here there and everywhere playing sports maybe you're better suited to a coaching role or a sports role than in an office so it's just about connecting with your authentic self um you probably have to go to a different podcast to um, understand how to do that. But it's all, as I always say, it's always self-awareness. So start with what brings you most joy and um, that will inform your decision around what your aim or purpose will be and know that it can change at different stages in your life. So where is success dangerous? And I've already touched on this a little bit. And it is when you need to succeed in order to feel good about yourself. So this is something that I still struggle with. I absolutely need to feel like I have achieved something to then feel a teeny ounce of success and therefore to feel somewhat good about me as a person and that I haven't failed. Essentially, I'm in two camps. Either I feel like a failure or I feel like I'm achieving. But unfortunately, the level of success I need to hit gets higher and higher. A little bit like an addiction where you need the extra bit to get the same level of hit. Um, Or like a workforce or a, a business, they need to make more money each year just to hit their target. Like the bar is always being pushed. So when your sense of self-worth is wrapped up in what you achieve and maybe wrapped up in validation, so awards or a raise or a position at work, um, that's really, really, really dangerous. Really dangerous. So I asked my dad, um, what was it now, five years ago, just before he retired, I asked him the question, dad, what or who are you? And he didn't really understand because he's not a deep thinker like me. Um, oh, the rain is really coming down. We'll carry on. <laughs> I asked him, who are you, dad? And he didn't, he didn't know what I meant, but I knew that he needed to connect with his true authentic self externally or separately from what he does because he attributed his self-worth with his career. 
And this is really common and very challenging when someone retires or an Olympian or a sports person, a professional athlete has to stop playing their sport. It's a very, very challenging time because so many of us attribute our personality, our identity, our sense of self, and therefore our sense of self-worth with what we do. So I asked dad and he said, oh, I'm I'm a state agent, I'm a cricket player, I'm a... I said, no, 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 dad, try again. Essentially, I said, you are not what you do, dad. You are your values and your morals. You are your, your characteristics. And that is how you need to be uh, truly sure about yourself in your morals and your values because you're not now going to be an estate agent so his sense of self being so heavily connected to what he did was going to be really really detrimental to when he stopped doing that thing because then he a part of him or a lot of him would essentially no longer exist so then he would feel like a nobody so Knowing your values and your morals is a whole other conversation, but we are, basically, we are our morals and our values. We are not what we do, and therefore attributing success and attributing our sense of self-worth with what we do is really, really dangerous because if we can't do what we normally do, let's take an athlete, a professional athlete, if they injure themselves and their whole sense of success and self-worth is wrapped up in let's say playing cricket, um, Joshua Archer, he's had a back injury for two years. If his self-worth and level of sense of success is wrapped up in that, um, that can be really, really bad for his, his mental health. Uh, he might feel like there's no purpose. He's got no, he's got no joy. There's no need for him to wake up in the morning. You can see how it can be a really negative spiral. Now in that situation, this, what I would perceive as success is recognizing that there's a huge amount of dedication and commitment and effort in healing his injury, getting back to the professional circuit, investing in his sport, in rehab. But also, I would say that if he was to be able to find a sense of self-worth and hold his head high without his cricket, that would be even more successful. So you have to find a sense of who you are without what we do. And I find it really confronting and a little bit unnerving when people sort of live behind the thing they do. Yes, it's a huge, obviously it's hugely successful and and a huge accomplishment if you can make a billion dollars or if you can um, raise a million dollars and start a charity or if you can bring 10 children into the world or if if you do any one thing to an extreme or to a high level but it's when that's someone's only source of success is when it's really really dangerous can you think about how do I want to be as a person if I take away all the things I do and I'm just left with this blank canvas individual it's what you stand for. It's your integrity. It's how people remember you. It's how you engage with other people. It's the energy you put into the room. It's can you make people smile? Can you make people feel safe? Can you make people feel welcome in your presence? That to me is the point of what we should be striving for as a level of success. Okay, it's cool that you can entertain people because you're an elite athlete, but we need to get away from what we do as being the source of success versus who we are 
as a person. So my level of success now used to be trying to be the best at everything. I realized that actually people don't like that. I came across as a show-off. It was because I had immensely low self-esteem and I was trying to validate my worth in proving that I could do stuff. Now, if I can be told or if someone um, says, oh, she's really lovely or she's really kind or she's really helpful or she makes me feel safe or she's funny, to me, that's the kind of success I'm striving for. And if I happen to get a medal along the way or if I happen to sort of, I don't know, hit a, a business goal, well, that's just an added bonus. And I'm more likely actually to do those things if I'm focusing on just being a good person. I do think there is an element of some people don't strive or they're afraid to set goals because they just feel that they won't achieve them and therefore they can't handle maybe failing. I certainly um, self-sabotage all the time. I still do it to this day in that I will do maybe 20 different things and I'll do all of them, maybe 80% of my ability. And I'm sure one of the reasons I do that is because gives me a little excuse internally, kind of lets me off the hook that if I don't achieve, I can kind of go, oh, well, I only gave it 80%. I don't think I've ever in life given 100% effort into any one thing because I'm too afraid of if I do that and I still don't achieve my goal, that I somehow won't be able to live with myself. So that's a vulnerability that I've just shared and it's still something that I'm working on and maybe one day I will throw myself 100% into one thing there also is the fact that I just love life I love so many aspects of life I love the variety of life I actually need lots of different things to make myself feel whole and to get the most out of each day for me is is a real priority because I love sport I love art I love culture I love uh, relaxing reading being around people, being in nature, being by myself. For me, I, I kind of need all those aspects. I think they were taken away from me in hospital for too long, for many years, that I now really, really appreciate them. So there is an element that I just love life and love lots of things, but I do know, if I'm truly honest with myself, that I'm afraid of not somehow being good enough, whatever that looks like, or falling short of my own expectation which is ludicrous I've set my own bar and I probably intentionally set my bar high so that I do fail as a way to then hold that against myself beat myself up so this is all some internal kind of trauma work that I still need to do there's still a narrative that I'm somehow trying to prove to myself that I'm still not good enough to keep myself feeling like a failure all very messed up. I have the awareness and so I'm constantly working on it, still doing therapy, still um, still trying to rectify that kind of glitch in my mindset. But uh, so that's number two. So there's people that don't really strive for anything that might be perceived as quite lazy and they don't really have any sort of ambition. Those people potentially are worried about not being good enough. So it's easier just to not try in the first place. People like myself, maybe who do too much of everything, um, as a kind of excuse for, oh, if I fail, well, it's because I was, you know, also doing this, this, and this, and this. And other people who are just able to go, you know what, I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm just going to throw myself into it, regardless of the outcome. 
And those people, because they're investing everything, probably are going to achieve more, more and, and get more success in that area anyway. I think there's much less of those people. Um, I think there's more people that just don't try in the first place because they're worried about failing. But in all of the kind of examples, those three types of people and how they approach succeeding or approach goals, the irony is we ourselves are the ones that are setting our own bar. So there might be um, expectation from family or from a school or from society, but really we are the ones that are deciding where's the level that we are aiming for and where we're happy with. So we get to choose. We, we, we are setting the standard. So we can put that standard higher if we feel like we actually aren't really proud of ourselves. We can pull the standard down if we're being unrealistic. That, that's a massive issue I have. I'm far too unrealistic. I see someone achieve something. I think, well, I want to do that. And I could do that. And why can't I? And I know I'm immensely privileged in the education I've had. That I'm a white female in an affluent country. I, I have so much opportunity that I think, well, how dare I? Or what's wrong with me? Or why have I failed? Or, you know, why are you so, so stupid or so pathetic? Or so what? If this person can do it with less resources and less support, then what's wrong with you, Livy? So I, that's, as I said, I'm aware of this and I have to work on this, but I could just lower my standards. You know, I could, I could take the pressure off myself a little bit and bring the bar down. I'm not quite ready to do that in life. Um, to me, I find it more comfortable in being quote unquote a failure or, or not quite succeeding than I do with lowering my standard and then hitting that mark because that wouldn't feel like a success to me. I remember when I was in hospital, the doctor said, why don't you just strive for 80? Just strive for 80% in everything in life. Don't feel like you need to strive to 100. But I unfortunately, personally, wouldn't be able to take any pride from that, feel any sense of achievement. I find it very challenging when people compliment me if it's just something I could do anyway. Like if there's no struggle or effort or real hard work put in, personally I don't feel like I can call it a success so some of my biggest successes although on paper aren't huge accomplishments for me they signify more success so filling in an application form finishing an online learning course learning a new skill in skateboarding um, cooking someone a meal I find that quite intimidating I don't like cooking for people because I don't know that I'm a very good cook these are actually successes more than if I have my own gallery, even though that's still something I'm striving for. So have a think about where have you put a huge amount of effort? If something hasn't come easily to you, if something is um, requiring you to learn a new skill or it takes more of your energy and time, that is probably more of a success than if you have maintained the same job for six years and you've just got a pay rise. It's funny, I think, in society what we celebrate and what we, um, what we consider successes and we put a lot of emphasis on people winning or being the best or getting to the top. Or, but in reality, unfortunately, this is sort of freeing but also not freeing. The bar will always move. There's always more you can do. You can always push the bar further. So in a way, you're never going to be 
a success, you're never going to get to the top. You're never going to be able to say you've made it. Even if you're an Olympic gold medalist, you could come back four years later and double it, you know, or triple it. Or So in a way, I kind of like that because it lets you off and it's like, well, I'm never going to reach the top, whatever that imaginary top looks like. So I don't have to strive for it because it'll be impossible. It's it's like space, infinity. It's it's There is no end. So let yourself off. Don't try and aim for something that you'll never get to. And I see this in my uncle um, and I use him and his mindset and his approach to life as a positive way to not be like him. I feel really sorry for him. He is so driven and so hard on himself for his 60th year. He did 60 marathons, 60 running events. Um, obviously, there's only 52 weeks in the year, so he some weekends did two. To try and prove something, to try and make himself feel like he'd achieved, to um, feed into his completely awful self-esteem, lack of self-worth. Um, and he's been like that his whole life. He's constantly pushed the bar, pushed the bar, pushed the bar. And like I mentioned before, a bit like an addict, if you thrive on success, if you need achievements and success as a way to feel good about yourself, it, it it's going to only go one way and that's a bad way because you're going to need to push the bar more. You're going to need to aim for that bigger wave, drop in and that more dangerous height, work longer hours. So we've got to find a way to not need successes to fuel our sense of self-worth and, um, and really just do things for the experience, do things for the sense of enjoyment or intrigue, curiosity, something new, the social connection. Life is for living. Life is not for succeeding. Life is for experiencing Life is not for chasing, 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 chasing goals all the time. Um, I don't know the percentage, just off the top of my head, thinking maybe obviously once bills are paid and your life is is, is um, paid for, oh gosh, that's a whole other thing. Like you don't need the fast car and we don't need to keep up with the Joneses and we don't need the pressure of having the best house and the biggest pool and all this. But um, once you've got your actual means covered, then maybe the rest of your time should just be spent towards experience. And just enjoying living. Um, if, you've, if you've ticked the boxes of what you need, fundamentally what we need, and we certainly need less than what we say we need. So we really just need a roof over our heads and enough food and water. Once you've got your needs, then just enjoy life. And I think that's possibly where I found a level of success in that I don't work any harder than I need to. I don't earn any more money than I need to. I spend probably three to five hours a day just living just having fun going to the beach going to the skate park playing sport walking in nature just painting just because dancing singing whatevs I am um, I think that's a balance that I've managed to achieve I've only just realized it that I, I suspect a lot of other people don't put um maybe a quarter of their waking hours towards just having fun just living just experiencing life but maybe that's something you could include a little bit more because once we have enough why do we need more than than what we need I've always struggled with the concept of businesses always want to make sure that you earn more than you earned the year before why 
Why do we need that? Like, if as long as you're keeping up with inflation, if last year was enough, why do we now need to have a new target and to make more um, profit than we did the profit margin from the year before? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why do we constantly have to strive for more? Because then we'll never, ever, ever be enough. And we'll never feel like what we achieve is a success. Um, just food for thought. I could go on and on and on, so I'm not going to. But um, yeah, a couple more things and then I'll leave you to go and live a successful ex experience field day. Slightly aligned with this idea is I've had the question of why some people have so many children and for some people it's religious reasons some people they don't have contraception some people um you know it's a blended family and and parents bring different kids from different families um but it's those people that are sort of their number one role in life is to be a mum or to be a parent and I find that um, another sort of example of their identity a little bit like a workaholic or someone who about my dad who who couldn't kind of fathom who he was without his job and without being an estate agent. It can be quite scary then because when your children grow up, leave the nest and um, start living their own life, it renders you or the person who's been a parent kind of uh, renders it not useless, but you will certainly feel like you don't know who you are and you're at a loss. And some parents um, will over-mother or keep their children young, or will, um, and this is obviously subconscious, but potentially um, keep a, an unhealthy attachment with their children because they themselves don't know how they're going to cope when their children don't need them anymore. So just be aware of that. If you really, 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 really need to feel like your children rely on you and you're keeping them young and you're keeping them attached, um, that might be a sign that you're only focusing on being a parent and maybe have some other interests and other ways in which you can feel like your cup is filled up, that your sense of purpose in the world goes beyond just being a parent. Like it's fantastic to be such an engaged, loving parent, but there's a lot of people that struggle and they don't know who they are and they can reach this sort of level of hopelessness and depression because parents no longer need them and that's that's what we aim for you're supposed to bring up children to not need you when they're adults um you need to harness independence in them but make sure that they um you then have other interests other things to focus on other passions other little um things you want to experience so that you don't lose yourself in the role that you're doing and this um this kind of way of thinking relies to everything so if you have one thing that you do in your life, um, I think that's a little bit dangerous because when that thing ends or the person no longer is in your life or you can no longer do the thing because you have an injury or circumstances change, if your whole sense of self and your sense of self-worth and your sense of success is wrapped up in that, um, it's a very dangerous, scary place to be. So try and have a few other sort of interests or places that you put your energy and your time and your effort um, so you can you can have a healthy balance of areas in life you feel like you're succeeding so one thing I 
do struggle with still, and I need to figure this one out, but I've, I've kind of pondered it for years, is I cannot reconcile with people that don't maybe try hard and then get this sort of elevated sense of accomplishment or gratification or they get you know lots and lots of recognition for me if you haven't had to work at something then you kind of don't deserve the praise um and it's slightly different as well but I also feel like often there's a huge amount of gratification and celebration and praise for people that have overcome an addiction or um had a behavior that wasn't healthy and then they've stopped doing it absolutely they deserve some sort of praise but I've always felt a little bit frustrated and I'm gonna probably hit a few nerves here which is why I've put it at the back end of the podcast but what about the people that have never done anything sort of negative in the first place so I'm gonna I'm gonna ah, I'm just gonna say it okay so someone that has um, done the typical go out clubbing, drinking, drunk loads of alcohol in their teens, twenties, had amazing party life, like whoop whoop, like gone crazy, gone wild, and drunk all the way up until they're forty. Probably casual alcoholic, but um, has managed to kind of hold their life together and then stops drinking. They get so much praise for making that decision to stop drinking. What about someone that's never drunk in the first place? Why don't they get any sort of praise or that? Surely that's a more, more successful that someone at the age of 20, surrounded by the peer pressure of normalized drinking, all the way through business where they've not, they've kind of been in situations where alcohol is always available because it's a big part of our culture. They've said no, they've stuck to their guns and then they've gone through life never having had it. For me, I struggle with why that person isn't seen as more of a success than the person that has done something for 40 years and then quit. A bit like someone who's um, had issues with food and who's eaten too much and they've struggled with their weight and then they, in their 50s, finally start making healthy life choices. Well, what about the millions of people that have managed to never, ever have any issues with food? Surely that is more of a success and this is not belittling those people that overcome these struggles, but I think we need to just praise and be inspired by people that haven't had to overcome anything. People that just make really awesome choices and healthy choices from the get-go. To me, that's hugely successful. Someone that has never had an eating disorder, for me, is more inspiring. Someone that's never had mental health issues, someone that is unaffected seemingly by life who just manages to kind of master a good level head um, who can just kind of get on with life without major kind of extreme reactions to me that is more successful than someone that has gone to absolute rock bottom and worked themselves up um, that's going to be very controversial in what I've just said um, I also need to I feel like I need to say that just because you achieve your aim doesn't mean that you are a success. So I just had a quick think of a certain few people. Hitler, for instance. Obviously, we can all say that he is grossly 
um, ill, it was in the head, and a really nasty individual, and probably caused more human suffering and harm than any other living person before man. Unfortunately, with the definition of an, the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, he was successful. But just because you achieve your aim or purpose doesn't mean it can be a positive success. Just a bit like me being anorexic and nearly killing myself through starvation. You need to make sure that your aim and purpose is a positive one that's going to add value to society. So if you getting to the top of your business and becoming the CEO along the way, if you trample on hundreds, if not thousands of people, you go through a divorce, you um, have a... a an addiction just to kind of get you through the long days obviously we can we can see that very clearly that is not a success even though your aim was to become CEO so I guess in in all of these comments is is it worth it and you have to decide that from the get-go because it's you've got to be careful what you wish for once you get there if it's going to burn bridges along the way then I think it's probably not worth it that being said, I'm going to completely contradict myself or slightly go off on a um, another standpoint, is that I truly believe we don't take enough risks and we are too afraid of failure. And I think the whole point of life is to experience new things and to grow through experience rather than to grow through outcome. So we don't have to become the best at something. We don't have to win the award we don't have to even become accomplished at something I think there's success in just trying something depends what your purpose and aim is if your aim is just to experience something new well then you're going to experience a lot more successes in life because there are ample things hundreds of thousands of things that you can try and if your simple aim is to try it fantastic you're going to get success every time I think we can be a little bit irrational and a bit um, delusional around we're not going to do something unless we're going to absolutely aim and strive for perfection and be the best. Completely unrealistic. And this is very true of teenagers, especially teenage girls. They're more worried about the outcome than they are worried about the experience and just giving it a go. That's why I use art therapy because you can't get art wrong. I still hear every time I'm in a session, oh, I'm not very good at art, which is, doesn't make sense. Nobody is good or bad at art. You, everyone can create. Everyone can create, full stop. So I would love if even one of you hears this conversation or this, this, this pod and thinks, why am I doing this? Is it to experience something new or is it to be the absolute world best at it? Guaranteed when you just do things to experience, that is success. And you get such a sense of joy and freedom and achievement and, and just shakes life up a bit change and newness is fantastic every single year I try a new sport without fail this year it's beach tennis before that it was skateboarding before that it was basketball before that I started tennis again it's it, every year do something new not to be the best at it not to achieve in any way simply the success comes from the variety and the spice of life so I think different cultures can experience self-pride or can own a, a success um, in different ways and I and this is a bit of generalization but I do think Americans are very good at 
feeling like they have can be proud of themselves and they can own it. Um, British people are very awkward around a, a praise or a compliment or we, we see it as being quite big-headed. If you kind of show off that you've achieved something, uh, Americans, I think, think the opposite. That, that the, the more you can own your success and talk about it and show it off to the world, um, somehow that's that's better. But I do believe that we need to internally all of us need to give ourselves praise more than we do so we are so good at beating ourselves up so good at picking out our flaws we are absolute experts we're so successful at being hard on ourselves and finding out all the ways in which we fail or we're not good enough or we're not slim enough or we're not looking young enough or you know you could there's a list there's a massive list so I would strongly encourage all of you to consciously think about all the ways in which you've had little wins little successes it doesn't have to be groundbreaking it could be that you got the kids to school on time even though you couldn't find a shoe and one of the kids vomited and the other one was having a meltdown that's a win that's a huge success it could be that you wrapped up your work so you didn't have to look at your emails all of Saturday so you could have quality family time that's a win it could be that you remembered to drink two liters of water. Okay, not groundbreaking, not like winning at life, but that's huge if for you drinking water is, is a struggle. So first of all, you have to know what your aim and your purpose is. Then you have to praise yourself when you make it happen. Because so often we it's the balance isn't right. We will criticize, find fault blame hate all this internal negative chat goes on all the time and it's not balanced equally with consciously pointing out and acknowledging all the little wins and successes that we have so in order to feel better about ourselves it's not inflating the ego it's just being kinder to ourselves and when we're kinder we feel more empowered we feel more confident we feel better about ourselves to make authentic life choices so we're more likely to partake in things that bring us joy we can put our best foot forward you're actually doing everyone around you a disservice by talking negatively and when I say talking negatively we all know what that means so internal chat if you look at yourself in the mirror and the first thing you notice is a criticism or something you don't like about your physical appearance that's negative internal chat so instead look at yourself in the mirror and think oh gosh I feel really healthy and strong today or oh my my complexion's looking good or just smile back at the person looking at you and know that you're doing your absolute best most people some don't but most people try their best in life that is a success most people want to leave a lasting impression, a positive one. That's a success. So I think we are so bombarded with social media, with advertising, telling us that we're not good enough, that we need this cream or we need this product or every single thing that is advertised to us that is a human contraption or it is for human personal use is usually something is telling us that we're not good enough. Because if we're not good enough, then we need the product, and the, by buying the product, it makes the business money. I get so cross at adverts telling us that you need to look 
slimmer or you need to look younger or you need to look this or you need how about just teaching everyone to start loving themselves that's a whole other conversation which of which I have done a podcast on but success to me the ultimate level of success is being happy in ourselves and feeling like we are enough that we don't need to change who we are um, to fit social norms or we don't have to do a job that our parents want us to do that we don't have to apologize for if we have a mole on the side of our face or if we want to eat extra cake and be a bit bigger or we being happy and content and feeling like we are enough in our own skin I think is the ultimate level of success complete contentment with self so contentment that you know you haven't caused harm that you haven't neglected yourself or anyone else, that you haven't left a negative trail behind you, that you haven't been rude, that you haven't broken the law, that you haven't caused pain on other people. These are things I think we should be striving for. Who gives a flying fuck what you look like? Whether you need to, you know, dye grey hair or... I don't know. It's all so superficial. Let's get back to actually realizing and remembering what success is and I think that is being happy and content within who you are being proud of the fact that you're living life to the full and making sure that our aim and our purpose align with our true authentic selves and just being remembered for being the most lovely awesome wicked friendly person I would also love if the news media social media especially celebrates and shows more genuine success um for instance the kardashians you might say that they are immensely successful because they've acquired a lot of money and they've got a following and they are celebs but what have they actually done for society what about people that have um won the nobel prize or who have started a charity and funded tens of thousands of children in india at orphanages or you know, what about people that have made lasting impacts on society? I don't think someone that injects butt implants and, um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm not about to um, negatively talk about the Kardashians. You know, they're their people and they've done what they've done. But I think we just need to uh, take a little, take a little a stop and a pause and consider what is actual success. What is success? Being happy, being friendly, being kind, being inclusive, being non-judgmental, um, not necessarily having a million followers. And I think we need to have these conversations with our kids because it's kind of scary that people are now saying they want to be an influencer or they want to be famous or they want to be a celebrity. Why? Why do they want that? Guaranteed, it's because they don't feel great in themselves and there's some low self-esteem there and they just want to feel validated and popular, um, which that that want in itself is, is not very healthy or is not really a level of success. So I'm just going to recap. Make sure that you know what your aim and your purpose is because if you set your mind to something, absolutely, you have the ability to make it happen. So just be careful what you strive for. 
be careful of your goals because there potentially will be some repercussions and it might mean that your energy and your time can't go to other things in life. So you have to expect that by striving for something, you might have to let some people go. You might have to let some activities go. You might lose people along the way, especially if what you're aiming for is quite different from what you currently, where you currently are. So some people, your friends, for instance, close friends, they might not align with your new level or your new um, kind of focus of what success is. If you have, if your level of success is running a marathon and your mates, none of them of which are sporty, it might be that it's a time to actually go in a different direction and you might have to say goodbye to some of those friends or you might not see them as much because you'll get new friends who are your running friends or your running partners. So just be aware that as you strive for your aims or your purpose, that you may lose people along the way and that is fine. That is fine and probably necessary if you're trying to get to somewhere new. Give yourself a lot of praise. We are very good at talking negatively internally to ourselves. We're very good at putting ourselves down, but we're not going to be the best version, most empowered version of ourselves if we're talking down to ourselves and that is going to have a negative impact and rub off badly on all of our friends and our family and people around us so just give yourself a little big up and, and be kind to yourself and start focusing on the little wins in every single day and just be careful for what actually success means to you because it doesn't necessarily mean that it is a positive success and it might not actually get you what you want. So if you're striving for something for validation or to try and increase your self-worth and self-esteem, just be careful because when you get there and you realize that you don't actually feel any better about yourself, that's a scary place to get to. So make sure you're striving to be the best, most authentic version of yourself. And we are our morals and our values. We are not what we do. Hope that's been helpful, guys. Um, take a deep, big breath and um, maybe a cup of tea that's quite intense and um, take care and there is success in just being able to be exist and enjoy life that in itself i think is the biggest win of all Alrighty, righty bye